What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Day Sports Podcast. And in this episode, we will be talking about week 15 and what happened in this week in the NFL. So let's get right into it and let's start off with our beloved New York Jets. And man, do they find the wrong times to win? If their season is already over, why are they going out beating a nine and four Rams team? It just doesn't make sense. And number one, congratulations, because I did not think in a million years that the Jets were going to win this season, let alone to the Rams of anybody. But come on, Jets, you had Trevor Lawrence in your hands and you threw him away like he was nothing trying to win this game against the Rams. I don't understand what is going on, but congrats to the Jets for even winning. But still, Henry, I think this was a bad move by them. I think they just should have just continued for the tank for Trevor. And obviously, that wasn't the plan. But yet again, these players are playing for contracts. These players are playing for money. So you can't expect them just to give up for a person who's probably going to replace them in Sam Darnold's case. So obviously, he's going to go out there and try to win every game he possibly can. But he did his job, I guess you can say, because now... They are not in position to draft his replacement, but they might just get a slightly worse replacement of his in Justin Fields at this point. But the Jets surprisingly won. What did you think of this, Henry? I mean, obviously it was a it was it was horrible. I mean, there's there's no there's not much good you can come out of the situation, but there is one positive. Depending on who the new head coach is, we don't know who that would be. We're assuming that Adam Gase will be fired. If not, then nothing will happen. I mean, we could just declare another 0-16, 1-15 type of season next year. But if they get the right quarterback that or the right offensive coordinator, excuse me, and head coach who knows how to use a player like Justin Fields or knows how to use a player like Sam Darnold, I think it could work out. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is obviously a once-in-a-generation type of prospect, but I would say Justin Fields in a lot of other years is most likely the, the lock to be the number one quarterback taken off the board and most likely the number one pick. So obviously it's not an ideal situation that you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, but I don't think you should be all that so- sorry that you're going to land Justin Fields instead, Andrew. Yeah, Justin Fields is definitely a fine quarterback to draft especially if you're not sitting at number one and in most other drafts if not all other drafts he would be selected most likely at that number one spot but of course Trevor Lawrence is in this draft class so no matter how good you are you are not going number one unless your name is Trevor Lawrence but let's move on to our next segment and we'll be talking about another team that might be a fraud and might not be that good the Jets not that good and right now you can possibly debate that the Jets could beat this team in the Pittsburgh Steelers and is it safe to say they're frauds Henry yeah Andrew is it a hundred it is a hundred percent safe to say that they are frauds I mean they've lost their complete identity they have no physicality on defense they can't do anything on offense they couldn't run the ball to start the year and now they can't throw the ball because Big Ben looks like a worse version of I don't even know, Nathan Peterman right now. I mean, the offense does nothing. The defense is still what it's going to be, but it's definitely not playing as well as it usually does. And especially to allow, I think, what was it, 24 points to the Bengals? That doesn't give me a whole lot of hope. And 
to be honest, Andrew, I really don't know who they can beat because they can't beat the Bengals. There's only two worst teams record-wise in the NFL. Maybe they can Maybe they can beat the Jaguars. They're not going to be able to beat the Jets. I'd pick the Jets against them 100%. And this team is at a downward spiral, and I probably would have to make a safe assumption that they may not win in this division, Andrew. Yeah, and that's a fair assumption because right now, they are not looking too good, and they're sitting at 11-3, and three and the Cleveland Browns right behind them are sitting at 10-4. and four. So there's definitely, definitely an argument there to make for the Steelers not even winning their division after a hot 11-0 and 0 start. And I was watching the game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football, and what I saw from them was an offense that was out of sync, and we knew this for a while coming into this game too, that this offense is just not one of the better ones in the NFL and they are carried by their defense. But when their offense puts them in such a hole that they did to start that game with Ben Roethlisberger turning it over to, I think it's two times, and Juju Smith-Schuster fumbling the ball, there's a lot that's going to happen. And we saw it there with the Bengals starting in great field position. I'm pretty sure it was two straight drives in a row, and they ended up capitalizing it with points, and that's why they got down to that early 17 nothing deficit and you the Bengals didn't even look back from there and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is just not good enough to come back like from a lead that big so if the Steelers get down early you can basically count them out of the game so that's what we saw the play calling I was not impressed with on either sides of the ball and this Pittsburgh Steelers team should be concerned a lot because from what I saw in Monday Night Football in these past couple games, it's really concerning that defense isn't playing nearly as good as we saw to start the season. They aren't looking like the best defense in the NFL. So the Steelers should be concerned. And yes, I believe they are frauds unless they can turn something around dramatically, especially on the offensive end. But let's move on to a team that is not a fraud and is very, very good. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs. And they beat the Drew Brees Saints this past week and the Chiefs just looked really good and this was their first kind of test in a while I know they really haven't played a great team and we saw them struggle against the Broncos a couple weeks ago and we're saying oh maybe we're nearing the time where the Chiefs lose a game down the stretch but no the Chiefs won a great game against the Saints and I'm starting to believe that the Chiefs won't lose again this season so what do you think Henry? Andrew, will I pick them to win the Super Bowl? Yes. Do I think they probably will win the Super Bowl? Yes. But are they beatable? 100%. We saw that game this weekend. It was a three-point game with Drew Brees playing his worst, the worst game of his career. I'd probably say it's pretty close to one of his worst games of his career. He didn't even complete 50% of his passes. For a quarterback that has completed, I think, 70% of his passes in his career, to only complete about 44% of his passes and still only lose by three, without your top receiver and especially you didn't really involve Alvin Kamara, which they will more in the playoffs. Obviously they, we've seen this for years now with him. They like to, especially towards the end of the season, they don't necessarily give him the amount of workload they do when it's the beginning of the season in the playoffs. So he'll get majority of the workload, get more targets, get more carries, especially in the playoffs and with the playoffs coming up and even without Michael Thomas, I mean, they lost by three. Drew Brees was still definitely not 100%, but he needed a game like this to see if he could withstand the hits. He could. They only lost by three, and I think this 
Saints team proved more than the Chiefs did actually in this game, Andrew. Yeah, but I have a follow-up question for you. And that is, do you think we saw a Super Bowl preview in Kansas City versus Saints this past week? Yes, Andrew. I've been I've been picking this all year. This was my preseason Super Bowl prediction. I believe I think I have the Chiefs versus the Saints in the Super Bowl. And ultimately, I think that's what we're going to get. I think the Saints have ultimately the best defense or the best, the most well-rounded team in the NFC, although they most likely will have to go into Lambeau to win that NFC Conference Championship. I just don't think the Packers are as good as people make them out to be. I still think they're a very good team. I think they're a top five team in the NFL. I just think the Saints are better and will ultimately make the Super Bowl. And I think that the Chiefs are the clear favorites in the AFC with the Bills right behind them. And that is one of the only other teams I think that can beat the Chiefs. Between the Saints and the Bills, I think the, those are the two only teams at this point that are built to beat the Chiefs. And if the Saints are able to get Michael Thomas back for the playoffs, I think that adds a whole different dimension to the Saints offense. And if they get him back, I could definitely see a way where the Saints end the season as Super Bowl champions, Andrew. Yeah, and the Saints match up pretty well against the Chiefs, considering that their defense is good enough to contain Patrick Mahomes enough to give Drew Brees and that offense a chance to match their scoring because Drew Brees has a pretty good offense he's running in New Orleans and if the Saints defense can contain Mahomes enough that will be a really good game and that will definitely give the Saints a chance to win that game if it is played against the Chiefs obviously we saw the Chiefs got the better of them but next time they play hopefully it might be the Super Bowl I think the Saints might have a legitimate shot at winning that game but let's move on to our next segment. And this is a team that we already mentioned, and this is the Cleveland Browns. Are they legit contenders? Because as of right now, you see them have a 10-win season. I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to be like, oh, the Cleveland Browns might actually be good this season. They are not frauds. But you have to keep in mind, it is the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Maybe they are trying to trick us and then get blown out in the first round of the playoffs, assuming that they make it at this point. But what do you think of the Cleveland Browns as of right now? Andrew, I mean, from the past week against the Ravens to this week, I don't think anything changed. I think they just moved up in the rankings because the Steelers left or because the Steelers lost, excuse me. I'd probably put them in as the third or the four, third to fifth best team in the AFC behind, obviously, the Chiefs and the Bills. And I would say they're probably worse than the Ravens. And maybe you could add in one of the two AFC South teams. But other than that, Andrew, I think – this team, I don't think they'll they can represent the AFC in the in the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll win more than a game or two in the playoffs. But do I think they can contend and even possibly beat the Chiefs? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities, considering they they control the ball, they can stop the run, and when they get Denzel Ward back, I think actually I think he already is back. But when they their secondary starts to play better and is becomes fully healthy, I think this this. Browns team can definitely compete I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl but I definitely would consider them somewhat contenders in this AFC Andrew yeah and the Browns offense is starting to finally click and maybe that's because Odell Beckham isn't playing and I know you've voiced that you think he's almost like a cancer to this team and kind of hurts the chemistry so do you think their success on offense is semi due to OBJ not being out on that field and they can finally start to click with their chemistry rising? 
Yeah, Andrew, I completely think that's what it is at this point because, I mean, it's it's obvious on the field based on the results. They, they've won, I think, almost all of their games since Odo Beckham has been injured. Obviously, Odo Beckham is still a very good football player. I just don't think he's a system fit for this Browns team. And I think Baker Mayfield, when Odell is on the field, knows that Odell is a national talent and one of the best receivers in football. So he tries to force the ball to him, which is why Baker's numbers were so bad when Odell was on the field. So I think once Odell isn't on the field, Baker knows that he doesn't have that number one target and he knows he can spread the ball around. So I definitely think that is that Odell is definitely better off not being in Cleveland next year. And I think Baker is better off with Odell not being in Cleveland next year also. Yeah, and with OBJ on your team, you almost feel obligated to have to throw it to him, especially with him being the kind of drama queen, I guess you can say that he is. He's going to complain if he doesn't get it. So Baker, I feel like, kind of felt obligated to try to force him the ball in situations where maybe he shouldn't have thrown him the ball. But do you think it's safe to say that OBJ will not be in Cleveland by the time next season starts? No, Andrew, I don't think he'll end up in Cleveland by the time next season starts. I think it all it all just lines up for him to be traded this offseason to a team that needs him. I could see a team like the Jets trading for him or a team like the Bears who traded for him, a team that needs a number, another receiver or a receiver in general and that just has a better fit for Odo Beckham and allows him to be that number one receiver without causing the team to be significantly worse without him on the field. Yeah. And I definitely think OBJ is a cancer to this team, but yet again, he is one of the better receivers in the NFL. So it's hard to move a guy like that off your team, but the Browns have been playing great without him. So why not give it a shot? Why not trade him for maybe as much as you can out of him, maybe a first rounder, second rounder, anything you can get out of him at this point. But Let's move on to our final segment. And this will be about a team that just continues to blow leads week after week. And this time it was awfully too familiar for them because they blew a lead to a guy that they, they strictly remember blowing a really bad lead to him. And this was in the Super Bowl. They blew a 28 to three lead and they blew another bad lead a 17 point lead I'm pretty sure it was 24 to 7 with around seven minutes left in the third quarter they were up and they ended up losing the game to none other than Tom Brady the Atlanta Falcons lost to Tom Brady blew a big lead to him shocker what do you think about this Falcons team and is there just no hope with them if they get an early lead if they get a lead at halftime do you think we should just assume that they're going to blow it at this point yeah, Andrew, I think it's safe to assume if you are down more than 10 points against the Falcons at any point in the game, you should assume that you're going to win the game because you would think even with the new head coach and Raheem Morris that they would change the culture around there. But overall, this team just does not have a winning culture. And I think this is going to continue as long as Matt Ryan's there because he continues to just not play well in the second half of games. So I think it's definitely a time where the Falcons are going to consider whoever the new GM is consider moving on from Matt Ryan, whether it be to trade him, whether it be to cut him or whether it be to draft another quarterback for him to mentor. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this Falcons team looks next year. And if they make moves, we could possibly be seeing maybe Julio Jones get moved, maybe Matt Ryan get moved. I think a couple key pieces might be on the move and we might be seeing a start of a rebuild in Atlanta or they might just try to improve through the draft. They're going to have a pretty high pick this year due to only having four wins thus far in the season. So maybe they use that opportunity to not not just rebuild, but to add another piece to their team because their offense is pretty good. I know Todd Gurley really hasn't been that consistent this year. And of course he has injury problems like nagging injury problems that will be with him, I think throughout his career. But if, if they can add on to that defense, I think they'll be a pretty good team. I think their defense is what hold, is holding them down so that if they can use this next draft and maybe the draft after that to start improving their defense, they can be a pretty good team because their offense, like I said, isn't the problem aside. They can't aside from they can't really get the run game going with Todd Gurley not really being consistent, like I said with him being injured most of the season, which is not his fault. I know he has arthritis in his knee and he can't really control a lot of these injuries, but it is what it is. And the Falcons chose to take that risk with Gurley. And that's what you're going to get a guy who isn't going to be consistently on the field for you a guy who isn't going to be that consistent hundred yard rusher, that 20 uh, attempt rusher. He's not going to be that for you, but the Falcons were willing to take that risk knowing everything about him. And you see it, kind of bite them in the butt because Todd Gurley hasn't really been there for them in good in like really close games you can't really count on him because he isn't that type of running back that you can just feed anymore he's not like that 2018 Todd Gurley so here here's what I have to say about the Falcons I don't think it's time for them to rebuild but they definitely have to figure out their coaching situation because as of right now it's just not working And they also have to figure out their defense because they just keep giving up leads. They can't hold the lead for their offense. So they can improve their defense if they can figure out their front office situation, their coaching situation, they will be fine because their offense is fine. If they can figure out the rest, they'll be pretty good. Yeah, Andrew, their defense is just so bad. And and their run game is just not that good. I mean, it's obvious that those are the two – key flaws but that's half the that's almost 60 percent of your entire team they don't have much on defense and they can't run the ball running back can be fixed relatively quickly because you can bring in a guy fresh from college and those guys usually pan out to be pretty well no matter where you draft them but on defense i mean you got to take a lot of time to get better on defense and obviously you need to sign some free agents you need to draft a lot of defensive players but you even need to consider drafting a quarterback because Matt Ryan is getting up there in age. They continue to lose games. This team is obviously in a rebuilding phase at this point. And I think you consider moving on from Matt Ryan this offseason if there are any suitors for him. But with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you really did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Egg Sports Podcast.